This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. So many of the TV shows and movies we love come out of America, and a writer's and actor's strike over pay and the use of artificial intelligence will lead to disrupted productions and delayed releases. There is a lot going on in this story. So in this Squish Shortcut, we'll get you across what's behind the dispute and what effect the strikes could have on your viewing schedule. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, in Squish Shortcuts, we like to give listeners a sense of the structure behind these big news stories. And probably the thing to note with this actors and writers strike is that it has not come out of the blue. No, it hasn't. There's a cycle for negotiations uh, for agreements between the industry and the actors and writers. Every three years, the union, which represents workers in America's showbiz sector, negotiate new contracts. And that governs how the studios can improve employ actors, writers, directors, the people who actually make the shows. And two things to note from that, these industries are highly unionised. So a lot of those writers, directors and actors are in their unions. And also those contracts that come up every three years, this year was the year that they came up for renewal. Yeah, and the director's agreement was squared away without much fanfare, Mm. but the actors and writers' agreements, not so much. (laughs) They did not go so smoothly, and that is why we are here with two strikes going on. So let's start with the writers. 11,500 union members from that writers' union went on strike in May. Yeah, and there have been negotiations since then. And then a couple of weeks ago, talks with the actors' union on their agreement also fell apart. Their 160,000 members are on strike. Mm. And what that looks like are thousands of union members walking around Los Angeles and New York, chanting and holding placards outside of the studio headquarters. And it also means, Claire, no more work, including, for actors, no more film promotion. Yeah, and that played out in real time as one of the biggest movies in years premiered. Mm. The actor's strike was called right in the middle of the London premiere of Oppenheimer. Mm. Uh, And the actors, they actually left that premiere early in solidarity with their colleagues. Yes. Another big thing to point out is that this is the first time that the actors and writers unions have been on strike at the same time since 1960. Yep. That was 63 years ago. So Mm. this really is a very big deal for Hollywood. Okay. So let's get into why these unions are on strike. Now, when people think of Hollywood, they think of rich, glamorous people walking red carpets. But the reality is that most people in the industry actually really struggle to make a living. Yeah, and according to the Screen Actors Guild, half of their actors made less than $47,000 in 2021. So pay is the jumping off point for the dispute. Mm. What's on the table this time is that streaming has upended the industry and that's changed the amount that writers and actors get paid. Yes, and let's get into the nitty-gritty of this just a little bit. 
One way to get paid in Hollywood is through what are called residuals. That means that every time a TV show that an actor or writer worked on would get replayed or rebroadcast, they would get a little bit of money. Yeah, it's a lot like royalties. Mm. And the idea is that you create value for a studio and that value is ongoing. And as it's ongoing, you should be paid for it. Yeah, exactly. But streaming has meant that the residuals that actors and writers get paid are much, much lower than during the broadcast era. And again, this is a little bit wonky, but before streaming, when a show went to DVD or to TV, free-to-air, cable, the actors would get a cut every time that that show was viewed. But in the streaming era, the residuals payments have been based on the number of subscribers that a service has. Yeah, of course, the way streaming is set up is very different to Mm. just a play on a cable channel, for example. Uh, And just to give an example of how that's played out, so if we take Friends as an example, back in 2015, uh, it was making Warner Brothers $1 billion a year and each actor would get a cut of that, around $20 million each year. But when you compare it, say, to a streaming program, Orange is the new black. It was a huge hit for Netflix. One of its lead actors recently posted that her residual pay was around $27.30. Yes. Look, and this is one of the points that was made by Fran Drescher, who is the head of the Actors Union, and until now was maybe better known as The Nanny. She gave a speech this month, then went really hard on this issue of pay. Yeah, and of course, as head of the union, she was pretty vitriolic in her language when she talked about this. Uh, She said of the studios, they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. She called it disgusting. And she said that the studios are standing on the wrong side of history. So pay is obviously one of the huge elements of this strike, but there is also concern over the use of AI. Yeah, and this isn't a niche issue. It really is quite a big deal. Mm. Uh, So for the writers, there are questions about the use of tools like ChatGPT to generate drafts of scripts and, you know, those machines could potentially do it in the style of Seinfeld or in the style of Aaron Sorkin, Mm. and that's really game-changing and potentially could be a model that's a lot cheaper for the studios. Uh, For the actors, there are questions about studios taking scans of their voices and of their physical likeness and Mm. using that to generate performances into the future. And as you say, Claire, like it sounds niche and maybe even a bit sci-fi and dystopian, but some people watching a recent Disney film called Prom Pact thought they spotted some AI extras in the background of a crowd scene. Uh, This hasn't been confirmed, but we'll put a link in the show notes so that you can see for yourself at the end of this episode. They do look Very strange. So, what does this mean for the TVs and movies that are on our screens and are going to be on our screens? Let's get into that next. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. 
BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. All right, we have talked about what the writers and actors want out of this strike, but let's talk about what the studios want from this negotiation. Yeah, so they're represented in these negotiations by a group called the American Motion Picture and Television Producers, uh, and that group so far has shown no real signs of backing down. Disney boss Bob Iger is one member and he's come out and called the strikers not realistic. Yes, and reports say that the plan of the studios is to, quote, allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. That was an anonymous quote from someone on the studio side. That has been denied officially by the American motion pictures and television producers, that group. But... The point of the studios is that the world is changing and as the businesses responsible for investing billions of dollars into this industry, they're just trying to move with the times. Yeah, and that's why these negotiations are very hard to continue. The two sides are just at complete odds with one another. Which does leave the question, could this strike actually affect the TV and movies that make it to our screens? Yeah, and the answer is that it already is. Uh, we've heard that productions of new seasons of shows like Stranger Things, <laughs> uh, Abbott Elementary and The Last of Us, they're three of the biggest shows of the last few years, mm. uh, that they've already been delayed as well as films like the Dirty Dancing sequel. And these are all follow-up seasons. There aren't going to be immediate impacts for us entertainment consumers, given the length and time it takes to you know, make a film or a TV show. Mm. But industry watchers say that today's strikes will have an impact on our viewing in 2024 and you know, if they go on long enough, 2025 as well. Yeah, exactly. It really does depend on just how long these strikes go on for. And that is your shortcut to the strikes in Hollywood. Now on to our recommendations. So each week we give a recommendation for some further reading, listening or watching. And Claire, I have recommended this before, but my favourite streaming service is one called Dropout.tv. They treat their workers really, really well and they just make some excellent improv game shows. Uh, you can go to dropout.tv or you can find some of their stuff on YouTube. I just, I love it. <laughs> you have <laughs> raved about that before yeah. and it is really, really good stuff. Mm. Uh, also, if you want the really nitty gritty details on this strike and some analysis of that, there is a really good Vox article that helped us prepare for this episode. Vox do these really great explainers on all sorts of things. So you can dive into that too. You can find those links in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening in. And if you like what you heard, please do tell people about the podcast. It is the number one way that we grow and we really appreciate each and every one of your referrals. Thank you. And until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. 
tell your barista, tell your hairdresser, whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.